lot of service. We got a lot of services coming up. We got revivals in our hotel. We'll be at Riverside. Let's remember all those and praying that we'll hear good reports and good news. Love to hear somebody getting saved, even if I'm not there. Steve Burris. this morning.
Nobody else has anything. Russ, will you do some prayer? song or testimony on their heart this morning. I thank God for a church where we're, we're not a, a planned out service. It's We leave room for the Spirit to move and to guide. And I appreciate that. But anyone at all with a song or testimony this morning? testimony. Let's pray for me. You know, you can sit in your seat and fight things all you want, but then uh, then you know it's it's going to eat you up when you don't do anything, but it's also going to eat you up even more, you know, when, when you do. So, uh, you know, I'm thankful to be saved. He was talking about gifts, and uh, I was thinking, uh, I, was, I was looking for it. Uh, I think it was in uh, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. Um, about spiritual gifts, and uh, I'm thankful, uh, you know, the best gift I got is uh, everlasting life, and, uh, you know, uh, I'm thankful I'm saved, and I know where I'm going, and, uh, you know, uh, and that I can, uh, 
you know, be a mouthpiece uh, to my people and uh, you just pray for me. Uh, I'm going to try singing this song. I haven't sang it in a while. Uh, it's, you know, uh, it's one of my, I have several songs that can, I can say is, you know, my testimony, but uh, this song means a lot to me. Uh, <clears throat> we all heard the story about the woman who touched his clothes and was healed. And we all know about that leopard man whose skin was made new like a child. Oh, but there's a story that's never been heard for it never made the Bible page. But for me, it's real down in my soul. For it's a story of the day that I got saved. When I got saved, I truly got saved. And nothing can take that away. My past erased, the present embraced, and my future was changed. Now life's worth living for Christ has given new life, and I'm no longer the same. When I got saved, I truly got saved, and nothing can take that away. My salvation did not make it into God's scriptures of old, but my name has been recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. For all of heaven to behold. Now friend, it may not seem that much to you. But friend, let me tell you the good news. It's not just for me. Salvation is free. And he'll do the same for you. When I got saved, I truly got saved, and nothing can take that away. The past erase, the present embrace, and my future was changed. Now life's worth living for Christ has given new life. And I'm no longer the same. Now life, when I got saved, I truly got saved. And nothing can take that away. No, nothing can take that away. I'm so thankful for what I got, and uh, you know, uh, you know, just to think, if I would have just sat there and uh, 
not done nothing about it. I wouldn't have been able to feel what I just felt. You know, uh, I was sitting at my seat and I could just feel my legs trembling. Like, uh, you know, God wants me to do something. You know, God wants me to sing this song. I had this song on my heart, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, somebody may have needed to hear this. And, uh, you know, you just can't sit at your seat when God wants you to do something. You got to move and do it. If you got a job, you got to do it. You just can't sit on your seat. If somebody, if somebody needs to hear something that today, you just can't sit at your seat. If you got a song, if you, if you're a preacher and you need to preach, you got to get up and do it. You just can't sit at your seat. You're a mouthpiece for God. If you got a testimony, you got to do it. You just can't sit at your seat. You just got to do it. You just can't sit there. I'm thankful to be here today. Anyone else with a song or testimony this morning? If not, let's be much in prayer and pray for our pastor. Good to be here this morning. I appreciate God's spirit. Uh, good Sunday school. Good choir singing. Good opening up. And, uh, I appreciate being here and I appreciate what uh, uh, Curtis said about the gift of God. Uh, let me ask again. Uh, somebody else uh, have a song on your heart? I just uh, felt impressed to ask that again. Uh, if you got a song on your heart, you're welcome to sing it. We've got a great crowd this morning. Like I said, a lot of visitors. Uh, we appreciate uh, Belle being back from college, and she's not a visitor, but we're glad she's able to be back. And uh, a lot of times, I, if we got uh, you know two or three visitors, I like to recognize them and mention them. I like people to know we're uh, thrilled to have them, but uh, we got such a number of visitors this morning. I'm afraid I'd miss some if I started trying to name them, but I want you to know we're glad you're here. We thank God for you. But let me ask again, anybody have a song? Let's pray. Appreciate that. Pray real hard. Pray for this service. Helper. Soldiers had fallen, he waited alone with a prayer and a little rock. The giant fell right on the spot. Well, that's what David prayed for. Yeah. And that's what David got. You can't ask too much of my God. No, you can't ask too much of my God. There was a woman drawing water from a well. She had so many so often she failed 
Well, Jesus knew where she had been. Still he forgave her of her sin. And her life began to flow. Living water for the soul. You can ask too much of my God. No, you can ask too much of my God. When you are broken and you cannot find the peace of mind that seems to leave you behind, have you spoken to the God of Abraham, the great I am, he's greater than any problem you've got, and you can ask too much of my God, no, you can ask too much of my God. Upon the three Hebrew children, God smiled. And when Sarah was 90, God gave her a child. And I believe that just as then, he's here to move like that again. He has a miracle to do. He only needs to hear from you. And you can ask too much of my God. No, you can ask too much of my God. When you are broken and you cannot find the peace of mind that seems to leave you behind, have you spoken to the God of Abraham, the great I am? He's greater than any problem you've got. No, you can't ask too much of my God. No, you can't ask too much of my God. Thank the Lord for that song. I'm glad we've got a God like that. You can't ask too much of him. He's able to handle it. Whatever needs be, he can do it. And I appreciate that. All right, anybody else? I want you to pray very earnestly this morning. I'd like to read from two passages of Scripture. I want to read from the book of Romans and uh, actually a couple of verses in uh, the fifth chapter and then a couple of verses in the sixth chapter. And then... I'd like to turn to the book of 2 Corinthians and read a few verses from the 8th chapter. And uh, what's really on my heart this morning is about the gift of God. And uh, the scripture that I read from Ephesians to start with this morning, by grace through faith are you saved. And that's not of yourself. It's the gift of God. And uh, then uh, Brother Kurt talked about his own personal experience about how it's a gift from God. And so uh, I'd like to use a text this morning that God's laid on my heart. <clears throat> how are you treating God's gift? 
I want you to think about that and I want you to pray and I want you to listen while I read, uh, starting here in uh, chapter 5 in the book of Romans, in verse 17. That's where we'll start. Again, this is Romans 5, 17. And I uh, hope you got your Bibles with you. I just It blesses me to see people have their Bibles and read them in church. It's a good thing to carry your Bibles to church. So if you don't do that, well, that'd be something to think about starting to do. But again, Romans 5, 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, and of course that's talking about Adam, he sinned and brought sin into the world, but it goes on and said, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and there's a lot in that. I just want to pause here and say, notice that when we get uh, the gift of God, we reign in life by Jesus Christ. A lot of folks uh, are talking about waiting to reign after a while, and we'll be reigning right there in eternity, but I don't have to wait till then to reign. I have Christ in my soul. He's on the throne of my heart. I'm reigning already, and if you're safe, so are you. But let me read that again. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they that receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign by one Jesus Christ. Verse 18, Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so, by the righteousness of the one free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. And then down here in uh, verse 12 in chapter 6, it says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, <clears throat> that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. So when we have the gift of God in our uh, hearts and in our soul, we need to follow that and let, let the Spirit of God reign in our life instead of letting sin reign in our life. See, we have... We have a choice to make when God calls us when we're lost. It's a yes or no answer. When God calls us, and Cooper was talking about that when he opened up, we either say yes to the Lord, we come to him, we get saved, or we say no, and we stay lost. That after we get saved, we've got eternal life. If you're saved, you're going to heaven. You're on your way. But you still have a choice to make as you go through life whether or not to follow the Lord and let, uh, let the Spirit reign in your life, or if you go after sin, you let sin reign in your life. And so then the next verse, uh, verse 23 down here at the end of the chapter, this kind of sums some of this up. <clears throat> For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ, Jesus Christ our Lord. And so keep those things in mind and then go with me to the second chapter, or excuse me, the second Corinthians and uh, chapter 8 starting at verse 1. A little more reading than usual, but just be patient with me here. It's about the gift of God, and we need to get these things. So 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and verse 1. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. And listen to this. How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Four. To their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. And listen what the churches of Macedonia did. They went beyond their power. That means they leaned on the Lord. Listen what they did. They put themselves out there, and here's what they did. Uh, verse uh, 4 says, Praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And so there's another uh, verse, and I'll just uh, quote it. It's uh, in uh, chapter 4, 
verse, well, it's First Peter chapter 4, I'll just read it. Even as every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Okay, so that's a lot of reading, but I want you to think about the gift of God. I want you to ask yourself how you're treating it. And, uh, boy, I'm telling you, you talk about a gift. Uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And when God put this on my heart, Jeremy, and I was uh, praying about it and thinking about it, and uh, God uh, gave me this thought, and I, I want you to think about it. It's just astounding to me when I, I thought about this, and uh, probably every one of us has uh, been blessed at some time or other, uh, maybe uh, at Christmas time or on our birthday or uh, uh, maybe uh, anniversary, special occasion. Somebody's given us uh, a special gift. And, uh, you know, uh, I guess everybody likes to get gifts. If it's something special, Brother Bill, that you need and that you like and that you want, uh, somebody gives you a gift, you say, wow, boy, I'm glad to get that. Uh, but just imagine, and I've never seen this happen in a natural sense. I've seen it happen a lot of times spiritually, but I've never seen it happen uh, in a natural sense. Uh, you just imagine, uh, let me just use my wife for an example. Uh, if, if I uh, bought her a, a present that I, I thought she just really wanted and really needed and really liked, and I was excited about it, and uh, I, I'll just I use my Bible uh, like it was a, a package. And, and if, I, if I would reach this out to my wife, and as I would say, honey, here's this gift I got for you. Uh, if she was to say, well, well, thank you, uh, I appreciate that, uh, but I don't want it right now. Uh, I want you to think about that. How, how astounding does that sound? It doesn't sound like it work that way, does it, Vince? Uh, I, I, Vince kind of smiled at me. I, I could kind of read his thoughts. That's not going to happen. Uh, if you got a gift that you want to give somebody that you love and you care about and, and you offer it to them, uh, how, how could they just look back at you and say, no, thank you, but uh, no thanks. Uh, not interested in that right now. Uh, don't want that right now. That's the way that happened, and, and I'm guilty of that when I was a lost person. I, I'm not cry, trying to criticize anybody else. Blame. I, I've done that myself, but we ought not do that uh, when God uh, gives you the offer of his gift and God gave his son on the cross, uh, died. Uh, he died that we could have life. Uh, and so you think about it. Uh, when God comes through and by the power of his Holy Spirit, when he's knocking at your heart, and saying, I've got a gift for you. It's a gift of eternal life. Uh, uh, I bought this with the shed blood of my son. Uh, he bought it on Calvary. He died that you could live. Uh, what a gift is that? Uh, how could we possibly uh, say, well, uh, thank you. Uh, that's uh, interesting, and I like that, but uh, maybe maybe later. Uh, I want you to know this morning, uh, don't turn God away and say, maybe later. Uh, how are we treating the gift of God today? I did that a few times as a lost boy, but I'm glad the day came when I humbled my heart and with God's help and the leadership and the power of his Holy Spirit, I'm glad that I came to Jesus and as he was offering me that gift, by faith, I said, yes, Lord, I want that. I want to be saved. I don't want to be in sin anymore. I don't want to die lost and go to hell. Boy, I'm glad today that I've got a God that was patient with me. But I'm telling you what, God's patience has its bounds. When the Bible said, seek ye the Lord while he may be found, call ye upon him while he's near, I'm telling you, that tells me there'll be a time that you won't be able to find him. There'll be a time he'll be far away. 
all but listen. And I may come back to that some, uh, but let me uh, go here with you in the scripture just a little bit back uh, to where that we were talking about here in the eighth chapter of Second Corinthians about the church uh, down here where it's talking about the church of Macedonia. It said they prayed uh, for us with much entreaty. I looked that word up. That's an interesting word in the dictionary. And even in the Hebrew or the Greek dictionary, excuse me, uh, means this. Entreaty means urgent, humble, earnest request. And, and so the, he said here, Paul said, the church of Macedonia, they prayed with great entreaty for us. They prayed. They made urgent, humble uh, request of us. And what was the request? That we would receive the gift. Boy, uh, they were wanting them to get it. I, I'm glad we got a church of uh, folks uh, that prays earnestly with much entreaty. Uh, and sometimes we've got people, uh, John, we've got people, maybe it's turned the Lord away a long time. And God's give the church the grace and the patience uh, to keep on praying, uh, Barry, and keep on calling. Uh, sometimes I wake up at night and people's faces are come before me. Uh, and I say, God, thank you. I, I thank him, Billy Ray, for waking me I'm glad I've got a burden like that. And I can see people, and I, I can picture them uh, when the gospel's going out, and I can picture them uh, when the invitation's being made. And boy, I can just feel like that God's calling them, Cooper. You know what I'm talking about. You preachers, all of you uh, know what I'm talking about. Uh, and, and church, all of you know what I'm talking about. You don't have to be a preacher to know that. Boy, I'm telling you what, and get this again, entreaty, urgent, humble, earnest request uh, when the church of Macedonia... Uh, with much entreaty, uh, they prayed uh, that we would receive the gift. That's the first part of it. Boy, you got to get it. Uh, uh, but listen, I want to get on to this part. Uh, this is important too. Uh, it says, with much entreaty, they prayed that we would receive the gift. And, and then what? Uh, then uh, think about this. And then take upon us the fellowship of the ministering uh, to the saints. Uh, boy, I'm glad of that. Uh, listen, and I read this over here. As every man hath received the gift. This is in 1 Peter uh, 4 and 10. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another. So what's it talking about? Well, uh, let's uh, ask yourself the question. How am I treating the gift of God? Uh, think about this. If Linda uh, bought me a present, and she does pretty often, uh, but if she bought me a present, uh, say, for instance, uh, uh, she bought me a new suit. I've got quite a few suits hanging in the closet. Uh, Sometimes uh, she'll buy me a new suit, and she'll say, look what I got you. And, and I, have to, I have to be real careful that I don't frown because it looks like I already got a lot of suits. I have to make sure I smile. Uh, but listen, if I take that suit and I say, yeah, boy, uh, uh, that's nice, uh, and if I take it, and hide it in the back of the closet. And uh, she'd wait a few weeks and say, well, honey, uh, what, what happened to that suit I bought you? I said, oh, yeah, I remember that suit. Uh, what if I had it hid in the back of the closet? Uh, uh, well, she'd wonder uh, if I really appreciated it or not. Let me tell you what today. God gave us a gift uh, that's more special than any other gift we'll ever get. Uh, we ought not hide it in the back of the closet. We ought not hide our gift today. Uh, take that gift. Uh, the Bible says, uh, I want you to receive 
receive it. That's what the church of Macedonia prayed with much entreaty, that we'd receive the gift and then we would put it to work in ministering to the saints. I'm telling you what, uh, what about the gift? Well, let me, let me be a little bit more, uh, even go beyond that. Uh, this is extraordinary what I'm about to say. Now, I'd really get in trouble if I did this. I wouldn't do it. It wouldn't make sense. But if Linda bought me that new suit and I had it hanging in the back of the closet for a while, now, it gets worse, what I'm about to say. A foolish, they say, preacher, it doesn't make any sense, but it'll make a point if you think about it right. If she'd come home and she'd find me maybe outside and I had that new suit and I was washing the car with it or dragging it in the mud, how appalled would she be? She'd think, I, I, I went to the store and I spent money. I looked, as you know, if she buys me something, she puts a lot of thought in it. She wants it to be just right. She wants it to be a blessing to me. I'm telling you what, God put a lot of thought in the plan of salvation and he fixed it just right. He didn't miss it anywhere. How would how would you feel if somebody went all out to get you the best gift you could get and then they treated it poorly? I'm telling you, it ought to break your heart. How are you treating the gift of God? If you're saved by the grace of God, are you dragging it through the mud of life? Or are you letting sin reign in your mortal body? There's people here that's saved by the grace of God that I suspect needs to get in. And I suspect there's people listening on a live stream that decided probably, now, I'm glad we got a live stream. I appreciate it. It helps a lot of shut-ins. Uh, but I'm afraid sometimes uh, we've got people watching the live stream that's decided to just be lazy and not come to the church of God. I'm telling you what, uh, thank God for the live stream, but it's not the same as coming to church. Uh, the Bible said, Hebrews 10, 25, uh, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Folks, if you're able to come to church, you need to come to church. Uh, turn your TV and your computer off and get to the house of God. We got work that needs to be done. We got a job to do. How are you treating the gift of God? Listen today. We need to let God's gift, we need to let it shine in our life. We need to let it be a blessing to us. We need to let it be a help to somebody else. I don't need to hide the gift of God. We've got people uh, that I'm confident uh, that God's been dealing with and telling them uh, some maybe even needs to join the church. Well, preacher, uh, there's some circumstances in my life and so on. I need to work this problem out and I need to work that problem out. I need to solve this little issue. I'm telling you what, if God's... Uh, good enough and big enough to save your soul. He's good enough and big enough to help you work out your problems. Uh, how are you treating the gift today? We need to get in. Boy, God's been blessing us. We've been having good meetings. We've been uh, seeing some people get saved, but that's just to use an old saying, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot more needs to be done and a lot more we need to do. And we don't need to be satisfied and sit back and say, boy, uh, we're doing good. Let's rest a little bit. I'm telling you what we we need to get up. We need to get about the Father's business. Uh, let me go back over here uh, into the first scripture that I read to you. Back over here. I want you to get this again. This is back in Romans uh, chapter 5 and verse 17 over here when it's talking about this. When it's talking about uh, for if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of the grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one. Are you really uh, letting the reigning of Jesus Christ, are you letting it show do your neighbors know that you're a Christian? 
Uh, let me ask an even more uh, pertinent question. Uh, does your family really know that you're a Christian? Uh, uh, does the people that you live with and the people that you live around and the people that you talk to, do they see Christ in you? Do they really know that you're a child of the King? Well, preacher, I, I don't want to brag about it. I'm telling you what, uh, uh, we need to brag about Jesus, not ourselves, but we need to brag about him. How are you treating the gift of God? And so uh, two focal points on this. I know you've got this already, but I need to repeat it again. First of all, now God's given that gift. If you haven't received it, you need to receive it. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open to me, I'll come in and sup with him and him with me. Uh, you just imagine uh, if somebody uh, got you a gift and they brought it to your door and they was knocking on your door and they knew you were home and, and you said, Well, uh, I've got a lot going on. I'm awful busy. Uh, uh, maybe uh, if I uh, go and get that gift, it might, it might interfere with some of the plans I've got made. I'm telling you what, uh, we need to go with the plans God's got made and put aside some of our own. Uh, you know, over there in the 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews, it said, seeing we are compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses. Uh, that's God's people. Uh, that's not just the folks in the Bible. Uh, it is the folks in the Bible, but the folks that I see living for the Lord around, that's part of the great cloud of witnesses. Seeing we are compassed about by so so great a cloud of let us lay aside every weight. What kind of weight do you have weighting you down? Uh, I'm telling you, you can let good things uh, add up in your life and weight you down. Uh, you, can, uh, you can make choices about work. You can make choices about recreation. You can make choices about family time. All those things are good things in the right place. Uh, but if you let those things uh, crowd out uh, the things that you're supposed to be doing for God, then they become weights to you. Uh, can you just imagine? Uh, you know, I've watched people race before. I've had grandchildren uh, that were, uh, and, and even children that were in races before, and they'd be ready to start at the starting line. And of course, I'd be rooting for them, wanting to do good, wanting to win the race. Can you imagine uh, somebody coming out to the starting line with uh, uh, maybe uh, a big set of weights in their hands, uh, big heavy boots on instead of running shoes, uh, maybe a, a knapsack on their back, uh, maybe big heavy clothes on, uh, getting ready uh, to run the race. Uh, wow, everybody kind of laughs. So what kind of joke are they trying to make? Uh, they can't run away a race if they're all weighted down like that. Uh, I'm telling you what, we need to lay aside some of the weights that we've taken on ourselves and let God strip us down to our running clothes and we need to run with patience the race which is set before us looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Boy, praise God today. We need to be about the Father's business. How are you treating the gift of God? Are you treating it right? Are you doing what God wants you to? Now get your song ready. Church is staying. I'm telling you, somebody needs to come to Jesus today. How are you treating the gift of God? Well, what kind of gift is it? I'm telling you what, folks. God gave his son. Jesus gave his own life. God, God the Father and Son and the Holy Ghost, they gave that gift. Uh, it was agreed to before the foundation of the world. And God let his son die. And Jesus willingly died. What a gift is that? You know, there's people that's been saved that hesitates to get baptized. Well, Jesus wanted you to get baptized. He give you an example. How about following him? Obey the Lord today. If you need to get saved, get saved. If you need to rededicate your life, rededicate your life. If you need to join the church, join the church. Whatever you do, don't treat the gift of God poorly. Sing whenever you're ready. Somebody needs to come. 
somebody needs to come today. We need to put aside things. Uh, we need to put aside family quarrels. We need to put aside our own ideas. We need to put aside uh, the things that Satan puts in our way and the, the weights that we're carrying. We need to treat the gift of God with passion and with love and humbleness. We need to be like the church of Macedonia. We need, with much entreaty, we need to be approaching other people. The Bible said once you get the gift, then you need to use it in the ministry. Ministry means helping others. How much of your time and effort are you using to help others? What are your interests? Oh, God's given us a lot of blessings. Nothing wrong with God's blessings. But if we misapply them and misuse them, we can treat God's gift poorly. Receive the gift with joy and then use it with joy. Use it with power. Let the gift of God be a blessing not only in your life, but to those that are around you. Minister to them. Again, minister to means to help them. When you help others, you're ministering to them. Will you do it? You can. The devil said you can't. There are people in our lives that resist us approaching them about Jesus. If you heard the Sunday school lesson this morning, Jeremiah had the biggest problem with that anybody I know. It says in the scripture about the 20th chapter, I think Blaine taught it this morning. Jeremiah, he felt fed up with it. Putting in Blaine's words, my words, I'll just quit. I'm tired of this. But then God stirred him. And Jeremiah said, there's a fire burning in my bones. I can't quit, I don't wanna quit. There's a fire burning in me in my bones. I need to keep pressing on. Would you keep pressing on today? Would you obey the Lord today? Are you willing to cherish the gift of God? Or, or listen, if you're, if you're here today and you need to come to the altar, are you like the king that, that Jeremiah talked to that Blaine talked about this morning? He knew what he needed to do, but uh, he was a little too embarrassed. He said, they'll, they'll make fun of me. They'll think bad of me. And, and he stood back because of his own personal pride. You know, pride can be one of those weights that's weighting us down as we're getting ready to run the race. Would you lay your pride down today? Would you say, God, help me? I can't do this by myself, but God, help me lay this aside. Help me to get my whole heart in this. We need revival. I need revive. I need to do all I can to help somebody. I need to be careful how I treat the gift of God. Sing us another. Somebody needs to come. There are some folks giving serious thought about some things this morning. Are you going to think about it? It's good to think about it, but then it's good to act on it after you think about it. We just have two choices. We obey God or we don't. Are you obeying him this morning? Are you obeying the master this morning or not? How are you treating the gift of God?
How are you treating him today? How are you treating the Lord? Trust him today, friend. Are you where you need to be for revival? We ought not be ashamed of the altar. If you want to come and pray and go back to your seat, you can. You don't have to stay up there. You don't have to say anything if you don't feel like it. Just obey the Lord. Ask yourself the question, how am I treating the gift of God? Obey the Lord. I've got time for everything. Oh, accept what God wants me to do. God wants me to do this, but I got other plans. God wants me to come to church, but I'm a little too busy. Oh, I might make it on Sunday morning, but Sunday night I got plans. Wednesday night I got, I'm just too busy. It's not asking. I know there are people who's got jobs that can't come, and I understand. There are people who are sick and can't come. God surely understands all that. But if we're able to come, and it's just a matter of making decisions, we need to be willing to come to God's house every time the doors are open. Please come. Consider what I'm saying. Consider what God's telling us. What are your decisions doing to your Christian life? What are they doing to your testimony? How are they treating the gift of God? Do you know? know him? Do you really know him? Are you really following him? Please obey the Lord. I heard a preacher friend of mine make a comment and that puzzled me when he first said it. Preacher's Chase Lay. He's a good preacher. He's never been here, but I hope to get him here one of these days when God permit and time works out. But uh, Chase Lay, he said, uh, you know, he said, I appreciate our people, but he said, we've got a lot of more SMOs than we used to. And I thought, boy, I don't know that terminology in SMO. He said, in case you don't know what SMO means, it means Sunday morning only. And uh, he said, uh, and he said, and I agree with him, he said, boy, we're glad if people just come on Sunday morning, we're glad they come. We're not trying to offend them. We don't want them to quit coming Sunday. And maybe they can't come the other times. He said, that's okay if that's right. But if people are able to come to church, they need to come every time the door's open. Uh, there's work to be done. Uh, if, you were, uh, if you were building a house, 
if you only worked on it a couple hours a day, it'd take you a long time to build it. If you only worked on it a day or two a week, it'd take you a long time to build it. We need to be about the Father's business every day, all day, and uh, we need to be doing what God wants us to do. I know we've got jobs to do. We've got family issues to take care of. But even in the midst of that, we need to be letting God be first in our life. And we need to be careful how we're treating the gift of God. That's all God on heart. Uh, anybody else got anything before we turn over to the, uh, the announcements? Yeah. You know, they had a choice afterwards. Amen. Uh, you know, that's good. They got the message. Yep. They chose to do it. Amen. That's good. That's right. Amen. Thank you. That's good. And this they did. It's up to us what we do. Even if you didn't come to the altar, might not feel like coming to the altar. But sometimes God gives us things to think about and we ponder on it. And God helps us. And he, he, he nudges us the way we need to go with His Holy Spirit. We need to be. Uh, doing what God tells us to do. And so, so ponder on that. Lay that to heart. Take that home with you. And uh, we got a lot, and we got a great crowd this morning. I'm glad you're here. And uh, if Sunday morning's the only time you can come, I'm glad you come Sunday morning. But if you can, come back tonight at 6 o'clock. Come Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. When we have revival, come every time you can. And uh, anything else before we turn over for announcements? Okay, just be seated for a little bit. Might have heard, they might not have heard. Uh, Heather's got uh, Bell's palsy. Right. Uh, right now, one side of her face is paralyzed. Right. And so it's, it seems to me a pretty significant case, and she's in actually quite a bit of pain, which I didn't know. I didn't ever associate with that. Right. But I'm sure she would appreciate it, and I would appreciate it if you could just pray. Amen. Do you want to go first? Okay. All right. So I'll go ahead and... Uh, bringing you up to speed on our, our services that we have going on at some of our visiting, uh, our sister churches. Um, starting tomorrow night, our pastor will be in revival at Riverside Missionary Baptist Church, and that's down just east of Cincinnati, and that'll start at 7 o'clock every night, and I'll plan to run all week. Uh, Trey will be starting revival on Thursday night at Brindle Ridge Missionary Baptist Church, and that is in Mount Vernon, Kentucky, and that'll start at 7 p.m. Uh, every evening. So that'll be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday is all that's scheduled for. It could go on, but right now that's all that's scheduled for. And then, of course, I think uh, everybody already knows it's been announced a couple of times, but uh, a week from today, Mike Jackson will be here with us in church uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night. And then starting then uh, continuing Monday night, every, every night at 7 o'clock. So remember all those services. Uh, pray for those. Go if you can. Um, there will be a bridal shower uh, honoring Taylor Goulet Saturday, May the 22nd. That's this coming Saturday 
from noon to two, it's here in the fellowship hall. There's a sheet in the foyer to RSVP uh, and Taylor is registered at Walmart, Target and Amazon. There will be a breakfast on uh, June the 19th, 7.30 to 11.30 uh, and that's here in the fellowship hall. That's a donation breakfast. All money will be used for church camp. If you would like to work at that, see uh, Greg or Vivian. Church camp signups uh, today uh, after church uh, in the fellowship hall. Uh, yeah, making sure that's right. So it's today and then next Sunday and the Sunday after that. So today and two more Sundays be uh, sign up for church camp. So if you want to get signed up or if you have any questions, that'd be a good place to get those answered. Um, there will be a graduation party for uh, Alexandria Ingberg. Uh, that'll be Saturday, June the 12th from 1 until 5. And that's at Herman Woodlands, and that's uh, on North Walpock Road. Uh, so remember that. There's a graduation party uh, for Kristen Whitley. That'll be May 21st from 5 into 8, uh, 123 North Walnut Street in Herod. Graduation party uh, for Emily Hendrickson, uh, June 12th uh, from 12 until 5, and that's here at the uh, fellowship hall uh, at the church. Graduation party for Kennedy Jordan, uh, that's June the 5th, 1 o'clock, 1 until 5, and that's at the Jordan's house, 211 Swift Circle in Bluffton, uh, so remember that. Graduation party for Luke Deer, and uh, as Callie asked me to introduce him as her boyfriend so everybody would know who he is. Um, Sunday, May 30th, from 1 until 4, 6821 Amherst Road, Cridersville, Ohio. Um, and uh, uh, an invitation for Kelsey Martin and Landon DeMoss's wedding. Uh, that's 3.30 in the afternoon on June the 26th, and that's here at the church uh, and uh, reception to follow. So uh, I was trying to see the receptions at the UNOH Center, um, and Kelsey and Landon are registered at Target, Amazon, uh, and Bed Bath & Beyond. So, all right. We will be having youth group right after church, so we'll meet out in the fellowship hall. This is for our normal ages and normal times, so the little ones will stay until 3, and the big kids will stay all day. Um, we are going to have spaghetti, and um, we have ravioli and alfredo, and we do have gluten-free noodles as well, um, salad and garlic bread, so come and eat, um, and we will have choir practice then at 4.30. So. Appreciate those announcements, uh, all very important. Got two more announcements now, also very important, so stay with me here. Uh, we're going to have a baptizing, God willing, a week from today. Uh, and uh, uh, Jordan Neal wants to be baptized outside. He wants to be baptized in uh, Mike and Sharon's pond. And so Mikey will be with us a week from today. And so uh, Jordan's asked for Mikey and me uh, to baptize him, so we're very honored. And so that'll be after church next Sunday. Now, we have a number of folks that are candidates for baptism. If you'd like to be baptized at that same time outside in the pond, 
you're welcome. Uh, they've invited everybody that wants to participate in that, uh, that needs to get baptized to do that. And so uh, be glad to have you. And, and uh, we'll just let me know, and we'll make preparations for that. And, uh, boy, I'm, I love baptizings and I love what they represent. And then uh, also uh, each year it's been our pattern to take up a, an offering, a special offering, uh, to help the young people uh, with uh, the church camp. And God willing, we're having church camp this year, and boy, we're really excited about that. And so three weeks from today, that'll be the first Sunday in June, uh, we'll try to take up that uh, special offering uh, for the young people to help with the church camp expenses. So really pray and, and you know, decide from your heart what you feel like you want to put in there, and, and uh, I know that'll be much appreciated. All right. Any other announcements? Well, let me remind everybody, and we've got a great crowd again today. Glad to have you. Appreciate you being here. Uh, and many of our deacons already gone to the back, and uh, they'll be releasing the congregation from the back a row at a time, and that helps us not be in too big of a cluster and too big of a crowd when we're going out in the foyer, so that helps us that way. Also, they put the offering plates out there in the back, so whatever you want to put in the offering, you can put in the offering plate back there. And uh, that helps not have to pass the plate. And that's, that's a good thing, too. So just put it in out there as you go by. And I uh, want to say again, we're glad to have you. Everyone that's here, we just appreciate you so much. Thank you for coming. I hope that God's blessed you and touched your heart. Hope you can, can, and hope you will come back. Now, anything else? If not, we'll ask each one that's seated to stand. Ask Brother Barry to pray dismissal.